What's going on, hop listeners? Now, people ask us all the time how we stay fit after drinking all that beer, and we tell them it's with the help of FNX, the one-stop shop for all your workout needs and regiments. Now, they've got new supplements coming out every day, including protein, pre-workout, recovery. They have supplements for health, like super greens and amino acids. They've got everything you need online, and it's just one click away. Now, when you're tired and you're sore from that tough workout, FNX has got your back with refueling protein powder, Steven and I use this after every workout. Restart AM protein to help jumpstart your day and relaxing sleep aid to help you get a deeper sleep at night. Check out fnxfit.com to get started and to work off all that dope craft beer you've been sipping on. Don't forget to use HOPOD15, that's H-O-P-O-D-1-5, at checkout for a discount. And together, we can fuel for greatness with FNX. Welcome back. Welcome, one and all. This is The Hop. It's a craft beer podcast with Stephen Humes and Gabriel Apria. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. We're back. We're back for round 86. Uh, we keep coming back. We say every week we'll be back, and then it ends up being Thursday, and, and here we are. Uh, We're so glad you guys are here starting off Thirsty Thursday with us. It's a cute 11 a.m. It's the perfect time to start drinking, and good for you guys for starting off the day right. So what we're doing today is we're going to a craft brewery, a, a, a good old-fashioned craft brewery from the center of the country. Last week, we were in New Jersey. This week, we're in Illinois at Destill Brewing or Destill yes, Brewing. Yes, we are. We, we're not really sure how to say it, but it's D-E-S-T-I-H-L. We're going to call it Destill Brewery. And they're a dope spot out of uh, out of Illinois, the Chicago but, area. But what part of Illinois? Normal Illinois. Normal. <laughs> That's the name of the city. That's amazing. I know it's fantastic. It's come truly... join us. We're normal. <laughs> what? <laughs> come to normal. Come find normal. Find your normal. Um, Perfect. There you see, go. I see. They should hire me as a sl- as a as a slogan person. Um, slogan listen, person. Listen. Listen, this one's for the sour people, okay? We, we yes. Last week, we did a whole flight. We had some IPAs. We had some Ambers. And we said, you know what? We're leaving you out, sour people. And now, we're catering directly to you because we have two beers, both from their Wild Sour series. Uh, so that's what's coming up. It's going to be a good one. Stick around. Uh, and thank you for finding us, for joining us. If you're new to the show, uh, we... Drink beer, we have fun. That's what we do. We do it every week. We do it on Thirsty Thursday. It's our favorite day of the week. Uh, you can keep engaged with us all week long at the HO Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We are a video product. You can find the show on YouTube if you want to see what we look like uh, and soak in the glory of our beautiful faces. Mine is a little bit sunburned, but that's okay. And you can email the show if you have suggestions, if you have requests, anything like that. We are thehopod at gmail.com. And finally, wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Google, go ahead and give us a rate and review on there. It helps the show. It helps us make the show better for you. We love reading them. We love receiving them. Uh, so give us a rate and review. All the all the stars, the more stars, the merrier. If, they, if you can do six stars, go ahead and, and do that. If you can break the internet and give us a sixth star, we would give you all the shout outs in the world. And as always, let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if you miss the Olympics just as much as we do. Uh, oh, they are God. over and it was a great couple weeks. Um, what sport do you think Steven and I could do? Um, I can. I think we'd, we'd do something well. So if you've got suggestions, please let us know. I'd love to expand on that topic, but we do have a lot of news to get into, so uh, we're going to dive into that real quick. Beer news. The definitive answer is speedwalking. I I feel really confident that we could crush it at speedwalking. 
I don't know. Yes, but also I think you give you and I, you know, a couple weeks to train with archery. I think we're we're no brainers on that. I can <laughs> I can do that. Like I don't know about that. That dude is uh that that bearded USA guy who is uh, crushing it out there. That dad out there. He never misses. He was yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm sorry that we don't know your name, buddy, but uh the, the man. The man <laughs> with the plan. Okay, beer news. Uh there's an alcohol consulting firm called Bump Williams and they recently uh, completed a, analyzing industry trends in their recent report has warned craft breweries to develop off-premise sales and marketing strategies for the back half of 2021. Translation, that means they think that craft breweries are going to have to close again. Um, so it's something to keep an eye on because we don't know what this Delta variant is doing, but that's their their prediction. They're a respected consulting firm in the uh, alcohol beverage space. So definitely something to be aware of. Further, PepsiCo has partnered with Boston Beer Company. They're making hard Mountain Dew. This is not a drill. Mountain Dew <laughs> is getting alcohol. Uh, I don't know I, why, but like I don't remember the last time I had Mountain Dew. But like I would me try either. This. Me either. But if you made it alcoholic, I'd I'd have to try it out of curiosity. I'm not even a Mountain Dew person. I was more of a Sprite. Like I was a Coca Cola person, really. Yeah. Um, back when I drank soda. But if it was alcoholic, I'd give it a go. Why not? Athletic Brewing is opening a gym and tap room combo in Austin, Texas. I am so intrigued by this. I mean, it's it's really my dream. Like, the gym and beer are two things I take very seriously. Right. And leave it to Athletic Brewing to just bring it all together. I feel like if you go in the wrong order, that can make for a bad day. Um, but their beer is non-alcoholic and healthy. Still, though, I mean, you're like, it's a lot of, it makes you full. Work out first, then reward yourself with a non-alcoholic beer. But this does sound dope. <laughs> That's probably the way I would go with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and finally, Goose Island has announced the variants of their annual Bourbon County Stout. This is something to uh, definitely look out for. We love it. They release it every year on Black Friday, and the release will happen on November 26th. But the variants are very alcoholic, lots of ABV, and lots of fun flavors. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. They, they're using bourbon barrels from... Heaven Hill from Blanton's from Elijah Craig. They're aging these things. They got, you know, their original variant, which is their regular 14% uh, Bourbon County Stout. And then they got all kinds of different flavor combinations, a cherry wood one, uh, reserve, a double barrel, toasted barrel stout. And then the one I want to call people's attention to because I think it's interesting is the classic cola stout, which is combining the refreshing nature of classic cola and picking up the flavor profile from whiskey cola. They added lime, they added orange juice, zest, coriander, cassia bark, nutmeg, brown sugar, and vanilla to bring out the flavors. Michael J. Breen. Bang! <laughs> Exclamation point! I don't know if Jay is his middle initial, but holy it shit. better be. Uh, <laughs> Mike Breen is the only person who can fully encapsulate our feeling toward that. That sounds incredible. That sounds amazing. I could be wrong. Did they get new like boxes, new uh, new flair with the bottles, or am I making that up? I mean the la the labels. I think the labels look about the same as they do every year from these mm, pictures, okay. but uh, I could be wrong about that. Maybe maybe I saw one and I was like. <gasps> Ooh, that's cool. Can arts and crafts. My yeah. can arts and crafts brain went off. So yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, keep an eye out for that. Come Black Friday, you know you don't need to stand in line at Walmart to get that TV. Go to the liquor store and get your hands on a Goose Island Burby County Stout. Uh, let's get into our first news story. The New York City Brewers Guild is revoking the non sequitur beer projects membership. Uh, this is something that came to light pretty recently due to allegations of sexual assault against one of its co-founders, Gage Siegel. Uh, this all surfaced on social media. Um, two women came forward to share their stories from the co-founder 
of the sexual assault in 2017 and 2019 is when these things happened. Uh, the quote uh, from the Brewers Guild says, we are aware of the recent allegations against the co-founder, Gage, of non-sequitur beer project. These allegations directly contradict the core values and mission of New York City Brewers Guild in order to ensure a safe space for our guests, members, and community at large. The Guild has revoked the membership of non-sequitur beer project, and they will not be participating in any upcoming Guild-sponsored events, meetings, or collaborations. Uh, clearly they still have core issues to work out within their own organization in a July 26th Instagram post non sequitur co-founder acknowledged he had, this is a direct quote, been part of the problem that the company advocates against. So they aren't shying away from it. They are bringing light to it, which is definitely a step in the right direction. Um, clearly they still have things to work out. Uh, the one, uh, thing that I did want to mention is that non sequitur does donate a portion of the proceeds from each beer release to philanthropic philanthropic organizations, including Planned Parenthood and the Rain Rape Abuse and Incest National Network. Um, so they are, you know, trying to give back and doing what they can. But um, this is definitely something that, you know, we've been seeing a lot of. We told you guys we're going to report on it any chance we get. And uh it's uh, something that I think the New York Brewers Guild should have done, and it's a good thing they did do this. So uh, as we always say, guys, clean it up. Yeah, and I think the bigger story here is uh, that the Brewers Association is is removing them, and this is a step. This is a step. You know, this is a part of it. Um, of course, it stems from Brienne Allen and her Instagram movement that she started a few months ago, and you know, we've seen. Brewers Associate the National Brewers Association and the local state ones, uh, these guilds develop guidelines around this. We've talked about it, we've reported on it, and now you're seeing uh, a brewery, you know, get get have consequences in in real time. What the brewery, they downright deserve too. Absolutely. I mean, the you know the brewery is uh, doing what they can to listen. Hopefully, that's what they're going to continue to do. I have read the complaints from both of the women that have been brave enough to speak up. They are disturbing and um troubling uh the brewery is brewing a version of brave noise which we mentioned is the the beer collab that sparked out of all this but you know like we said there's really not much else to say except clean it up uh speaking of kimberly galinsky has been named the next president and general manager of worm town brewing she is we've recently reported that uh co-founder scott metzger is stepping away uh, he took over the the president GM role in an interim role. Now he's going to Maui. Good for you, Scott, at the <laughs> beach. Uh, no, he's going to be chief operating officer at Maui Brewing Company. But Kim Galinsky comes to the company from Treehouse Brewing, where she was the office manager there, but she kind of had a meteoric rise. She got her start in the beer, uh, beer industry at Berkshire Brewing, I believe. And um, she kind of then she retired and went to work for a, a car dealership but basically I, I think the quote from the article i read was like the car dealership was like unless we put a brewery in here we're not keeping her uh she's a rock star and she was actually suggested to uh the company's new ceo david Fields. she was suggested by scott mesker himself so in an nice. interview with uh with is it worcester or worcester i never worcester. know worcester I hate that word. In an interview with their magazine, uh, David Fields, the CEO, he said, when you meet her, she brings integrity. She brings passion, knowledge, and experience. She could have worked at a car dealership, and she still would have been a great fit for us. The fact that she has an experience at an amazing brewery is just a plus. Uh, she is an amazing candidate to do this. She's going to take the company to new heights. I am uh, pumped to see somebody like this, a local, you know, coming from from a local brewery and somebody who clearly you know just when you read about her story and her career she clearly just has a passion for the industry and that's the first and foremost thing and she's excited and she's got energy and i think she's going to be she's going to be great for wormtown so this is a positive positive step in their um reformation if you will let's get this bread kim um our final story pancakes and beer the collaboration is finally happening, and not in the form of a new Yay! beer. Yay! indeed. Not in the form of a new beer, but at a place. IHOP, the Ugh. International House of Pancakes, 
is adding beer, wine, and champagne to select locations. They are doing a soft launch at some of their locations. Three restaurants in San Diego and New Mexico will be the first. They featuring a new menu. It's called Bubbles Wine and Brews. Here's the thing. The beer selection isn't amazing. But yet. Yet, exactly. Who knows? Maybe this will lead to something better, something bigger, craft beer. Maybe one morning you'll walk into an IHOP, you'll get the blueberry pancakes and a double IPA. Who knows? (laughs) Woof. What a way to kick it off. Hey, sometimes (laughs) that's what you need in this world. Um, Yeah, so it's Bubble Wines and Brews. Uh, The beer selection right now is Bud Light, Blue Moon, Corona. They're also going to have mimosas. Wait, wait, wait. And locally sourced beers. See, and now that, there you go. Beers. Yes. So depending on where you are, you that's, might get That's exactly good. what we need. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. Um, they're going to have mimosas. They're going to have wines from Barefoot. Um, and right now, like I said, San Diego, New Mexico, with expansions planned in Rhode Island, Maryland, Ohio, and New York in the coming months. Hey. Let's get it. I don't know if there's an IHOP near me, but I'll sure find one. Uh, The move comes after the restaurant chain's drinks and dining survey suggested that younger guests were craving an alcoholic beverage alongside their plates. That is what the IHOP president, Jay Johns, said in a press release. So they're going to try it out. They're going to see what happens. And uh, pumped. You don't say. They took a survey and said they want a drink. They want a drink, John. Uh, Why not? Who knows? All right. We have to get into some. We have to. I want a drink. So that's what's going to happen right now. I propose a toast. And today's toast is a poem because poetry works so well in the toast world. And this is a poem by George Arnold. And it's called Beer. Here with my beer, I sit while golden moments flit. Alas, they pass, unheeded by, and as they fly, I, being dry, sit idly, sipping here, my beer. Oh, finer far than fame or riches are, the graceful smoke wreaths of this cigar. Why should I weep, wail, or sigh? What if luck has passed me by? What if my hopes are dead, my pleasures fled? Have I not still my fill of good right cheer, cigars, and beer? Go, whining youth, forsooth. Go, weep and wail, sigh and grow pale. Weave melancholy rhymes on the old times, whose joys like shadowy ghosts appear. But leave me to my beer. Gold is dross, love is loss. So, if I gulp my sorrows down, or see them drown in foamy drafts of old nut brown, then I do wear the crown without the cross. Cheers. I, Cheers, I heard a little bit of Shakespeare in there. I I mean, Shakespeare did not write this, but uh, you can see the, you, you feel the influences. It's, Absolutely. It's all, it's all in there. I'm Gave, ready to uh, drink now. You ready to get sour? Sour up in this piece? Sour me up. <laughs> Pucker up. By show of hands, likes key lime pie. Oh, oh, Stephen does. Yay, yay for key lime lime pie. pie. Yeah. So, let's start off with a beer. We've got the key lime pie Goza. As Stephen said, this is part of their Wild Sour series. Both of the beers we have are from this series. A lot of beers in this series. We'll talk about those later, but me oh my. Uh, this beer is 5.2%. Beer Advocate gave it a 90. On tap, gave it a 3.9. There are 12 IBUs to speak of. And on the SRM chart, we're looking at about, I would say, between like a 5 and a 7. Yep, it's it's golden. It's got a slight, slight haze to it. But for the most part, it's pretty clear. Um, it's like straw yellow pretty much. You can yeah. see through. Oh, you can see me. Whoa, hello. Ah. You can see plenty of bubbles coming up from the glass, plenty of 
carbonation. Uh, and from the can, we've added key lime, vanilla, and lactose to our Lipsig style goza to create a liquid version of the popular dessert. The result is a tart, creamy, refreshing treat for your taste buds. Now you can have your pie and drink it too. That's fun. Aw. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Lipzig style goza, uh, the description that we found online was these beers typically contain malted barley and unmalted wheat with some versions also containing oats. Salt, table salt, and coriander may be present in low amounts or may be absent. Carbonation is high to very high effervescent. Yeah, I'm not sure that a Lipzig style goza is really any different. I, that might just be a long-winded way of saying goza, but yeah, the, I, I I think so because I was just like, I mean, I was gonna say, I'm gonna be honest, this is the first time I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a, a full uh, full description of it. But the when they say un, unmalted wheat, I mean the the wheat profile in here is intense. We have two road malt, we have Munich malt, we have aromatic malt. And then we also have wheat and we have flaked oats. The flaked oats tend to give a beer a creaminess. So when they describe the beer as tart and creamy, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. 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 Um, everything I read online was tart, creamy, lime. And uh, off of the one smell I just took, Correctamundo. Uh, definitely smells very lime-like. Very, very tart. Um, I feel like the saltiness will come through on the taste as it normally does. Um, it's only 175 calories. Skinny. <laughs> it's also the um, coriander comes through on the nose for sure. Mm. And there's, you know, and the wheat as well. I mean, there's almost like you smell it and you smell the tart and you smell the lime. You smell the esters of the sour. But if you go behind that, there's almost something like, was that Blue Moon? Like just like right behind yeah. it. I was a just about to say a little bit of spiciness almost. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's a different kind of spice from right. like certain sours. Like this doesn't smell like it's weird to say smell sour cuz sour is more of a feeling, it's more of a tartness, but but yeah. you can smell when there are esters in there and this is a different kind of a smell. It's softer. It's again weedier. I think that's really the key here is the the wheat profile, like I said, that's a lot of malt and wheat and oats and different things going on. In addition to the coriander, the sea salt, which is standard for a goza, key lime puree, as well as lactose, which even is going to add to the creaminess even more. Have we had a goza and or sour with uh, lactose in it before? Not that I recall. No. Because, uh, so. oh boy. Well, that Nervous. I mean, and with that, we shall now sip the beer, ladies Let's and gentlemen. Let's sip it. I'm sipping out of this dope Canadian goose. And I got a, I got a, I just have a two you got a glass. But right. glass. What yeah. a loser. Here we go. Cheers. Lime is strong. Yeah, but those softer flavors are actually strong too, which that's the part that really surprised me about it. Yes, lime goes. I when I read key lime pie goes, I was like, okay, like it's a lime goza, and they're calling it no. key lime pie. No, no, no. Yeah, the vanilla is there. The lactose is there. It's the it's wheat, soft. It's soft. It is creamy. Uh, there's definitely a zing to it, but um, the tasting notes that come through initially, yeah, up front, you're gonna, you know, that first sip is gonna be a little puckering. It's gonna be sour, but. Again, and I feel like I've said this before with gozas, the complexity of flavor that you find in a goza is so much more exciting to me than what I often find with like just a kettle soured beer. Right. Gozas allow a little bit more depth. And so you find that here. And then as you swallow it, you have the addition of like, oh, lactose, vanilla, cream, the the whipped cream on top of the key lime pie, yes. a little bit yes. of the graham cracker I, crust. I was just about to say, I feel like when you're sipping it, it's a beer, it's a goza. And then the the back end taste for me is I just ate a dessert. Graham cracker. Like yeah. really, like that is I mean all for of real. that. There's some nutmeg there. There's some ginger almost. It's like it's The vanilla is very prominent. It's very upfront. It's like the star of the show. Yeah, I would say the vanilla and the key lime are co-starring A and B. 
Um, they're getting their 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 double build uh, on same level on the call sheet. You know, um, they are uh, yeah, they're 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 showing up for work and they're putting in the work. Uh, I am pouring more so you guys can see. Oh, it kind of went away quickly. Uh, there's about a four to five second bit of a head retention. Um, that kind of just leaves uh, a ring around the glass, but um, bit of a no, a no retention, fo- no lacing. Yeah, foamy white head for like a couple seconds, then it goes away. Um, but yeah, I wow. It, yeah, it, I, but it is it. It's see, this is why I love like chocolate covered pretzels, sweet and salty, and I feel mm. like that's kind of what you get here. Absolutely, because it is a goza. So yeah, we're talking about these sweet flavors, but I think it's it, you know. It almost goes without saying, but it's inherent in the Goza style. Salt is obviously present. It's it's a Goza. It's brewed with salt water. So uh, it's it is the counterbalance of sweet and salty, which is what makes it really good. This is this is this is a little shocking to me. I gotta be honest. I'm um I like Gozas, but I, I didn't expect to like this as much as I do. Um, and it's very I, good. Yeah, I don't know what I expected. Like even after reading online of what it would be like and reviews and this and that, I kind of was just like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I did read one review that said, I want to eat a piece of key lime pie with this. And I think that might be a little overkill. I think it's just too much lime coming from different directions, but it, it would it it is kind of the same thing in a they're, way. They're similar flavors. I don't know what it would do for you. It's cert- it's not I don't think it's going to distract from the key lime pie all that much because it's the same flavor, but I also don't know that it's going to enhance anything. It might just mute the beer, but um I'm yeah, just taken might, by I'm taken by the back end and the lingering flavor of graham cracker. That's I think the most impressive thing about this beer to me. Yeah. Is that I, that is there. I think the lime up front and then the back end flavor might be my favorite parts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, other than that, outside of that, it's a goza, it's effervescent in the mouth. It's got some zing, it's got some pucker, uh, but the creaminess, the sweetness, those things are unexpected, not overdone at all. It's just, it's subtle, but it's definitely present and it's really, really good. 5.2%. If you really like this and you want another one, you probably can, sling one or two and not feel too buzzed or what have you um very very chill very very easy to go down yeah yeah it's 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 very good uh gabe's gonna get into the can art later but i would describe it as a green screen green if i had to pick (laughs) uh case in point on youtube and you want to enjoy that we always because we're children at heart and so this makes us laugh uh but it's it's an it's an impressive, different take on the goza. If you are like you know, I like sours. Like I like fruity sours. I don't think this is going to be the best thing on their menu for you, just because they have other options. But it will definitely work. But if you're someone who like likes gozas with a little bit of a twist, if you're like a soft drinker, if you're looking for something sort of wine like or just something summery. Um, this is is really good, and if you know you like Gozas, this might be just something that's like, oh, I've never had anything like that. It's uh, worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I would say if you're the sa- if you're getting a f- sour flight, definitely have this be at least one Throw of the options. I mean, you you yeah. have to. I mean, I just think it's so different from every other sour you might have had. It kind of is standalone in a way, and I think it's worth exploring, even if like what Stephen said, you know, you're. You prefer the tough, tart, fruity stuff. Yeah, for sure. But, like, give this one some love. Uh, let's talk about this brewery from normal. <laughs> I can't get over it's, that. It's so funny to me. It's really funny. Um, I mean, again, we're children. <laughs> we own it. We know it. It doesn't matter. But it's it's just humorous, and it puts a smile on our faces. <laughs> but they are an excellent brewery. Their slogan is support flavor, boycott bland. And Amen. that's on all the cans. It's in everything they do. It's their philosophy. But they're a uh, independent craft brewery and restaurant. They have uh, so they have the two locations. They have a huge beer list. They have uh, 
beautiful looking food and they're distributed pretty widely. So, you know, we do breweries on this show that are small. We do breweries that are big. We've done everything from Sierra Nevada. We've even done big beer like Budweiser and stuff like that on here. Not Budweiser specifically, but we've done stuff like that. Um, but we prefer craft. We prefer, prefer independent breweries. Sometimes it's a situation like last week where we were featuring Hidden Sands, which basically you have to go to New Jersey to get it because that's pretty much where they are. But this week we're doing a brewery that you can get in most of the United States with a few exceptions. And yes, because you're wondering, the that 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 exception list does include the Montana! great state. Of um, Did you just say the greatest state ever? I said the great state of Montana. Oh, okay. I was about to say, wait a minute. We <laughs> no, haven't no, been no. there. We we have to we have <laughs> to figure not it out. We're give it that first. yet. But outside of that, I mean, you can get it in most of Middle America. You can obviously get it in California, New York, because that's what Gabe and I did. You can even get it in Alaska. So you can get it all over the place. Hell yeah. Uh, the It's the same old story. Um, started off as a home brewing system. Um, the current founder, CEO, and brewmaster, his name is Matt Potts. He received a homebrew kit from his lovely wife, Lynn. Good job, Lynn. Um, and started home brewing, fell in love with it. They, he was practicing law and brewing professionally. So Matt and Lynn decided, you know what? Enough's enough. Let's branch out. So after several months of collaboration, the first distill, 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 distill restaurant, distill yes. restaurant and beer works opened for business on November twenty third, two thousand and seven. Brewery blew up, won a bunch of major awards, gained national attention, which leads to, as Stephen mentioned it, expansion. May of 2013, they opened the GE Warehouses in Bloomington, Illinois, with the first batch of beer brewed on May 31st, 2013. So they're used to this. They know what's up. If you look at their beer list, uh, I don't know why I was expecting not as many, but I mean, the page just kind of kept going. I was like, oh, damn. So they have a lot of stuff and uh, they are veterans in the beer world, which is really great to see. Well, yeah. So what they did, um, I think the GE warehouse was actually their original location. What they did was they constructed this beautiful state of the art, 47,000 square foot space, uh, which is in the place that they now have in normal. It's on six acres, six acres of land. It's huge. Uh, and the new brewery was commissioned by April 2017. Right. So yes, that's what it, it is. Yes. Yeah. So it opened that space opened to the brewery or to the public in in May of 2017. The GE warehouse was the original space, but basically they were just they were blowing up and they were seeing a lot of demand. And by 2015, they just needed a new place to go. They you also know, do contract. You know they're brewery. doing well when they spend 15 million dollars on a new brewery. Yeah, uh, Jinkies. That's uh, not Chump Change, but it's a beautiful brew. I mean, it's if you look at it, it's yeah. like it's it's very pretty. And um, they also do they do contract brewing. So, um, you know, it's kind of like honestly it for, you know, the Connecticut people out there. Um, this is a Homer thing, but it really reminds me of Two Roads a lot. It's an independent brewery. It's but it, it looks like two roads. And see, it, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like, oh, it kind of has like an area two vibe to it. But I was like, exactly. no, we talk about two roads too much. I'm thank God I didn't say it and you did. Yeah, I, I don't. Now I, I mean, snowball off of that. You're it's right. a frame of reference. <laughs> uh, so their production brewery has a sixty barrel conventional brew house and a two hundred and forty barrel sour kettle brew house. A ten barrel pilot brew house over 1700 barrels of fermenters and cellar tanks 100 can permanent canning line bottling line centrifuge keg washer filler wood barrels and fooders feeders fodders foders forders whatever it is the the word we don't know how to say for beer aging and a large beer cooler warehouse and quality control lab come on yeah. man that was a lot to say. I, I didn't even realize as I started to say it that I was going to say all that. You just kept I going. I, I appreciate it. I, I like it. Um, good for us. Good for De Desto. Yep. And uh, we, uh, if you are not, if you're new here, Gabe and I don't know how to say the word F-O-U-D-R-E. We think it's fooder, but it might be feeder. It might be fodder. Part We're of not sure. it's feeder. The internet says all different kinds of things. I have heard multiple things from different people at different breweries. What's hilarious we, is this conversation came up, what, 25 episodes ago? We this still conversation done the research, has happened 
I no, think it's, it's funny that we don't know. It's an ongoing thing on the show, and yeah, we could have figured it out by now, but like I said, we've tried, and so what we do, whenever that word appears in front of us, we say every version of it possible because we're probably getting it right somewhere along the line. I was just about to say, tech, if we say it every single way, technically we're not wrong. We did yeah. say it right. We just added a bunch of other words. We just made cares? it fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so Desto Brewing, we'll get into what they have on tap later, but they it's definitely not just for sour people. It's a very big brewery. And uh, like we said, they do have a, a beer hall and a tap house. So the beer hall is features 30 taps. It's in their new space. Uh, it's got American-inspired pub fare. And then they have a barrel room, which is an event space, but it's also like just a room with barrels stacked like to the ceiling. And that is like pretty much what Gabe and I dream of late at night. I mean, it's... Um, yeah, pretty it's, much. It's the most beautiful thing ever. So... I, I would love to get in there and, you know, get into some barrels, open and them look up at and it. see what's inside. Also, the bar. I mean, they have a 30, 30, like I said, it's a 30 tap system, but the bar is like just, Ooh, it's like, sheesh. it's something to look at. I mean, if I'm ever in normal, I'll, uh, <laughs> if I ever get to normal, I will have to give this a go. Bro, you got to get normal. You got to get gotta normal. Get, gotta gotta get in into normal good for normal uh last thoughts on key lime pie i like it so much better and it's not that i didn't think i was gonna like it i just sometimes a beer name is just a beer name and sometimes it's not exactly you know key lime pie goza could be a lime goza with not much to it but they really mean it when they say it i mean the lactose the creaminess the vanilla the graham cracker finish i mean the the, the flavors the ingredients everything in there this is so much more than just a standard lime goza and I think they did a great job with it. It's really well balanced. It's refreshing. It's delicious. I want another one. Yeah, I would agree. Um, fluffy comes to mind. It might be a little much, but soft, creamy, flavorful. Yes, all there. Salty, um, but in a good way. It's, I, I would call this some sort of like, like this is like a science experiment. I, I think it's just so unique and weird in so many great different ways. And, you know, for the geniuses to kind of put something like this together takes literally a science. Yeah. So I have an appreciation for that. You know, if you don't like the taste, if you don't like gozas, if you don't like the style, what have you, I mean, you got to give it up for these guys. They took a key lime pie, right? And they threw it in a tank they turned the knob and out came this. So and that's all it takes to be a bad. great brewer. So if you're someone who's sitting out there and you're like, guys, this is great, but you know, this is sounding a little bit like that Jack, that Jim Beam commercial. Like, why all the weird ingredients? Why the key lime pie? I don't want all that. Just give me a goza. Just give me a standard lipstick style goza with all the things that that entails. I don't want a key lime pie. Well, guess what? Fine. We have a beer for you. And it's the next beer that we're going to do. And Fine. we're getting into it right now. Fine. We have one. Back up. So that's right here. And it's the Here Goes a Nothing. See what they here did there. Here Goes a Nothing. Here Goes a Nothing. It's what what I will say about it right off the bat is before I even give the facts of the beer or anything, um, is the carbonation in this glass is way beyond what I had going on with the other one. It oh, is yeah. extremely carbonated color wise just about the same maybe a little bit darker maybe around a six or seven on the srm chart but it's it's very highly carbonated There's in the glass a party you can see going it. on in these glasses yeah uh so the facts of the beer itself it is a 5.2 percent beer also has 12 ibus beer advocate has it at 89 untapped at 3.74 and the description from the brewery, we threw caution to the wind with our interpretation of a Leipzig-style Goza featuring complex aromas and acidic flavors contributed by, contributed to by? Can typo. Contributed to by indigenous <laughs> wild yeast and lactic fermentation. Lemon, lime, and other citrus-like qualities are balanced by the spicy character of coriander and a mineral mouthfeel from French sea salt, resulting in a refreshing beer that was worth the risk. Listen, I just copied and pasted. Don't get mad at me. Worth the risk? What risk? You know. Oh, I guess they're referring to when they threw caution to the wind. Yeah, that one. I don't okay. know. Okay. 
All right. Well, somebody risks something to make this beer, and here it is in front of us. So, somebody lost a toe on the job. It was worth the risk, man. <laughs> I mean, basically what I'm saying is this is... So the key lime pie goes up. We probably should have done it in, the, in reverse order, but we're here now. But the key lime pie version is a key lime version of this exact beer. The malt profile in here is exactly the same. It's two-row malt. It's Munich malt. It's aromatic malt. And it's got wheat and flaked oats. It also has coriander and it has sea salt. What it doesn't have is key lime puree, vanilla, and that's not getting and any the lactose. lime off of this. Don't know why. Oh wait, <laughs> there's also no lactose yeah. in here, so that is worth mentioning. But other than that, the ingredient list is the same, and it's just it's a it's a straight up goza classic. That's what we're, that's what we're calories. doing. This one is available year round. Uh, the key lime version is available usually July to September. So if you really want it, get on it. Um, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, the smell is obviously a little different from the key lime, but it's still got the um, the 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 fruity funkiness side to it. And the wheat, the wheat is just so strong in this to me, even more so than mm. in the lime. I was picking it up in the lime, but like wheat, straw, you know, I, straw, the, the best sure. way I can compare it is like put your nose in a blue moon or a shock top, whatever that weediness is that you're used to there. Yeah. That's what's in here as and well. And then sour it. And then sour it. Yeah, there's some sour, yeah. but you don't pick up, like you said, you don't pick up as much citrus on the nose. You don't pick up as much lime on the nose and you don't pick up as much sour esters on the nose i don't think it's more bready crackery mm-hmm. but you know due to all the malts and whatnot uh flaked oats that ought to do it but yeah i mean um yeah the carbonation is crazy it just looks like a regular beer car yeah the carbonation is is intense um the coriander is there for sure the spices are there pickling spices a little bit uh but the predominant thing here is the wheat. That's what comes through on the nose more than anything else, more than citrus. Uh, and I think, like you said, that kind of leans into bread. But it's not as, it's just not as sweet as the key lime pie, which right. makes sense. It's you know. not as inviting in that way. It might be a standalone, but, uh, you know, we're never going to tell until we drink it. And I always say it's not doing any good just sitting in the glass. You know what I'm saying? It's not saving any lives sitting here in our hands. So here we go. Down the gullet. Down to the stomach. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I think, wow. Very, very carbonated. Like, like, whoa. Um, very, very soury. I think, uh, you know, earlier when we said, you know, I'm one of those sour people. I don't really like... The key lime, like I want, like a sour. Um, yeah, ding ding go, ding ding. Go, here, here we go. We found it's, it. It's literally right here. We found it. It's right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Woo! once again, the wheat is a lot stronger than you expect it to be in a sour. But I think that's nice and refreshing. But this is much more straight up. It's a sour tart beer. It's mm. got a lot of funk. It's got the goza thing it's got the coriander citrus is there it's really subtle i mean it's i don't even know if you could pick up a kind of citrus say, i don't even really get it it's Salty. i mean it's a little bit of lime with a lot of salt um but it's puckering as hell it's very it's it's much more just just straight shooting down the middle here's a goza and uh here goes a nothing um huh. yeah but it's it's very just as you said it's just straight up um i think that's a safe way to play it to be honest which well, it's is just fine cl it's classic is what right. it is and there's nothing wrong with that um i think in you know in a flight this has to be like number one and then maybe go to the key lime pie version um i think if i'm getting a sour flight knowing what i know now i don't know that i'd add this to the list just because i want something crazy i want something different i want something weird and this is just straight up which is fine but um if you're getting a flight of sours i think this is a the equivalent 
an, a sour equivalent to getting like a Pilsner thrown on there. It's like yeah. it's there to cut it. It's the vanilla ice cream. It's like it's there to just it's neutralizing. It's there to be like the the basic. Now let's go to the crazier stuff. Right. But I think it's really good. I mean, I think, you know, I'll say again uh, what I said before, which is that if you are a fruity, sour person, I don't think this is really going to do it for you, especially this one, because there's not a lot of fruit. But if you're just someone who likes that zing, if you're like, I'm a champagne drinker, I'm a wine drinker, I want something tart and sour, but I don't want a lot of berry, I don't want a lot of sweet, I don't want a lot of flavor, then uh, this is this is really good for you. And again, I I maybe I say this too often, I don't know, but uh, the depth of flavor that a Goza brings to me is so much more interesting than other ways that you can get fermented beers. There's a depth of flavor here. There is salt. There is spices. There is wheat and yeast and a malt thing happening. If you There's like bubbles, on. look no further. There's bubbles, which are There's fun. bubbles. Yeah, it's just very... It almost might be a little too carbonated. Like every time I sip it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's 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 puckering, and I it's I would have been interested to see if we had done them in the other order, and maybe that's an oversight on our part. But it would have been interesting to see. Whoops. But it gave us a nice clean shot at the key lime, which I think was nice because I think that had more delicate flavors than this does, and that was a softer, creamier, more you know, kind of just a different experience. So we ate dessert before dinner. We're adults. So we can us. do that. We can do what we want. What are you going to do, huh? Mm. Um, summer. Barbecue on the porch with your friends. Maybe a rocking chair. Maybe yes. a game of cornhole. I don't Why know. Why not? On the boat. On the boat. By the water. By, playing, by, by the lake house. Skipping playing, rocks. Playing croquette in the yard. Fishing. Sure. Uh, any of those things, <laughs> if, if any of things, those things spoke to you, go get the Here Goes and Nothing from Distill or Destil Brewing. Destil. Gabe, if you're on YouTube, uh, Gabe is in a new location, but he did bring Bob Ross with him, and now it's time, Bobby. as it is every week, for us to call upon the man, the myth, the legend, Bobbert Ross. <laughs> Can Art and Crafts. Bobby travels with me everywhere. He is my carry-on. As always, we're going to go in order. We start with the key lime pie goza. And you know what? We're not going to go in order. We're just going to do them both at once because let's be real. They look almost identical. The key lime pie goza can is a darker green. The here goes a nothing is a little bit of a limer, lighter green. But uh, yeah, we basically just got the logo. The wild sour is big and bold with the description of the beer. We got some lines on the design. Not really a lot of artwork, more of just like a design. But it's fun. It's bright. And I, I have an appreciation for that. Now, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I'm going to mention artwork about another beer that this brewery has. And the reason I'm doing that is because... I'm going to be honest, I just couldn't bring myself to not do it. The beer, the brewery has what is they are calling their Deadhead IPA series. Quote, melds the alluring vibe of our favorite music with unbounded takes on the hoppy beers we love to drink, unleashing a whole new groove. These cans, I wish we had strictly for can arts and crafts. We don't even have to drink them. I would like to drink them, but here we go. We're looking at a Black bit, a black colored can with bright lights. Each logo, ha each can has a skull with a full mustache and beard and a headband, the color of the can. Touch of haze is orange, haze of the dead is blue, driving that haze is purple, extended jam is pink. They're bright, they're fragrant, they're, they stand out. I love, if you know me, you know I love, like, the black background with, like, they're, they're basically, like, neon colors, and they're just very bright and very playful, and I saw these online, and I was like, dude, what do I have to do to get one of these cans and add it to the, my collection in my apartment? So here we go. The ones we got today, solid five. Solid fives, great art, you know, great design, bright colors. The bright colors is what really does it. These... 
cans I'm looking at online, the Deadhead IPA series, solid nine. I mean, these are great. They're bright. They're effervescent, if you will. They're not effervescent. That's something else. But they're bright and colorful, and they just look so dope. Like, I want this on a T-shirt, and they really stand out. Driving that haze, the purple one, it's purple, yellow, and black. It looks like the one of the Lakers jerseys. It looks incredible. Um, and for those reasons, those are the scores I give. As I said, Bob Ross is here. He made the trip with me. We're boys. And that is another amazing edition of Can Arts and Crafts. You used the word fragrant, and I'm bothered by it. But fragrant. Did I say fragrant? You did. I was speaking very quickly. So the can art was fragrant? Yes. <laughs> Shut up, Steven. You don't know how no, to say feeder. <laughs> no, yeah, that's 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 fair. Uh listen, Death Still, all right, Gabe mentioned it. They have this uh this this dead series. It's it looks it's incredible. wild. But they have a lot of beers for the non-sour people. We happen to be doing sours today, but that dead series is all hazy IPAs. They got low-calorie hazy IPAs. They got all the things that everybody has on the trends of everything. Um, Their Wild Sour series includes a Flanders-style red, which is apparently a sour red, which is fun. They have a Berliner Weiss. They have other stuff. They got uh, a Margarita Goza. They got a Pina Colada Goza. They got more in that series. And then they have their uh, standards um, as well as seltzers. But their core brands include a... Hefeweiss, a pills. Uh, it's called the normal pills, named after the town that they're in. But I bet um, it's normal. Um, I would like to bring to your attention a Russian style imperial stout at eleven point four percent. Can I get an amen? S- no, but you can get a Mike Breen. Bang! Exclamation point! Basically the same thing. So great. They got a mango IPA. They got a uh, fruity, juicy tropical five ale and. Like I mentioned, they do have they do have seltzers, uh, and you know what? Let's close out their sour series with a Goza Ale that has blueberry in it. Because if there's a week, if there's an opportunity in a week, to roll it out. Listen, we know that we may be overusing that drop. We're not, but. Though. It's very funny, and I'd advise you to go to YouTube and look at it. They also have a Goza Ale with blueberry, vanilla, and cinnamon, which... Yeah, I saw that. They have, like I said, each... Okay, so they got the Deadhead series. They got the Wild Sour series. They even have this uh, Russian doll. It's, you know, those those dolls where it's like you take one out and there's a smaller one inside? Yeah. The Russian matrashoka or nesting doll i don't know how to say that but they they have that they have a lot of series and they have a lot have a lot of beers for each series so that's how you know like this brewery knows what they're doing they are veterans in the beer game like they have so many offerings that it's really cool to see that and i really wanted to move on but then one click took me to the rare and in limited beer section of their website and it's just yeah I mean, they got a Scotch ale, they got Belgian Golden Strongs, they got rye wine style ale aged with oak, and then they have a whole section of just barrel aged beers. One of which is a fifteen percent bourbon barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout with chocolate, chocolate, cinnamon, and chilies. Oh, so my you're God. gonna want to make your way to Destill or Distill Sheesh. or Dest, but whatever it's called, brewing. Because make your way to normal. They get get normal and get to Destil because they got um they got they got a lot of beers and they're crushing it in the middle of the country. Wow. Thank Speaking you. of the middle of the country, we have one more thing to talk about before we leave. And um This one's a doozy. Well, here we go. Last call. Steven, I'm going to let you take the reins on this uh, because you were the one that introduced me to this, but I can't wait to share my feelings, so proceed. We are in the wide world of sports this week, sort of. Sort of, but not really. It's uh, it's more what happened at the sporting event. Um, so 
I think a lot of people know the MLB hosted a Field of Dreams game. Uh, this was a little more than a week ago, so we're not going to talk about that so much, although I did watch the event and it was pretty <laughs> We're not cool. going to talk about the fact that the Yankees blew it in the bottom of the ninth. But that was whatever. a really rough ending to that game. We're not going to talk about that. But um, it was an interesting little game, you know, a fun way for the MLB to try and get people interested because, as we've discussed on the show before, frankly, they're the inferior sport. But this <laughs> is not the point. The point is that Guy Fieri during the during the show at one point they just they just showed this briefly before going back to the game and I was like wait 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 I need way more information. Guy Fieri created for the game an apple pie hot dog which was served at the game. <laughs> Fans were eating it uh, and I was disturbed by it. So. This is an all-beef hot dog, all right? You with me so far? All-beef hot dog. You picture it long, beefy. Oh, <laughs> don't ever say that again. <laughs> long hot dog in apple pie filling. Are you confused yet? Then featuring Guy Fieri's signature bacon jam enclosed in a flaky pie crust. So... We're just going to pause there and say it really doesn't even look like a hot dog. It looks like it looks all right. If I'm being honest, it looks like an empanada that's misshapen with a beefy nub sticking out the end. That's what it looks like. It looks like an oversized hot pocket that yeah, exploded yeah, exactly, in the microwave. Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. But and there's I'm just not a even, picture of Guy Fieri like, yeah. Like but I'm not even Guy done. Fieri approaches it, you know something crazy is about to happen. So they took this weird thing with the beefy nub sticking out the end, and then they topped it with an apple mustard drizzle, apple pie spice, and demerara sugar. So... um. This happened. It happened. It was there. It was real. I saw it on TV. They showed it on Fox, which makes it real. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know how to feel about it because I mean, I mean let's you call it. Let's call it what it is. It's an apple pie laxative. <laughs> I mean, look at this thing. You cannot eat that and think I'm gonna go on with my day. No, you're on the couch. You're done for the day. Like, this This is when you call it quits. Like, I don't know how you'd be able to drive home after this. I mean, you're the guy who said you love mixing sweet and savory, and this is a mix of sweet and savory um, if ever I've seen one. I'm thinking, like, chocolate-covered pretzels, key lime pie, uh, apple pie and hot dog. I don't think so. Yeah, because there's apple pie filling in there. So there's like apples uh, and apples, you know, the, 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 the apple pie filling, like okay, apples so me, mixed with like cinnamon and vanilla and all that. Let me ask you this. Do you want to taste meat while eating an apple pie? Oh, absolutely not. No, I can't. Thank no, you. None of this. This, to me, um, listen. All the respect to Guy Fieri that we can possibly muster. Love, love diners, drive-ins, and dives to a to a degree. But um, he opened up a restaurant near where we live, and I've never eaten at it, but I have read the menu. And I would say this is very Guy Fieri-esque. Uh, yeah. His food tends to be a little bit excessive uh, for me, a little a bit li- like... A little bit, huh? What? Yeah, I would say whatever the word streamlined means to you, the opposite of that is Guy Fieri. It's um, sure. it's a little much, but this is. I mean, the thing is that the broadcast just said it and then kept going, and I was like, <laughs> "Wait, back up, back up. Who cares about this? This? Who cares about the fifth inning? What? What? Yeah. Are, what did they say? Come on did down, Ke- get one of did Guy Kevin Costner. Get one. <laughs> apple pie filled hot dog. Yeah, no, I can't wrap. I can't even like wrap my head around it. Like, I just feel like. It's like when, okay, it's like when people get a hot dog and they put, like, everything on it. It's like, I don't have judgment for that, but me personally, I wouldn't do it because I don't taste the hot dog. Like, I, I ketchup, we're good to go. That's all I need. But this, this some other shit. I, yeah, I'm not even really, a, like, a chili dog person myself. No. Not because I don't understand. I mean, I that I can get behind, I guess, but I like chili. I like hot dogs. I don't put them together very often but I understand the appeal. I do this. 
is a little scary. And then on top of it, you got bacon jam. So now you got a different part of the pig in whatever the part of the pig that the hot dog is on top of it, plus the apples. The apples are like, what am I doing here? I wasn't grown for this. I'm supposed to be healthy. You ruined me. The pie crust is like, don't get me involved in this. What's then it just gets stuffed. Is like these baseball players, like this is like the last thing any of them would ever eat. And oh, it's like absolutely baseball. And all the baseball players are like, no, like we're working out and running. Um, yeah, it looks like it looks like an empanada, like you said, with a with a nub. Like I can't I can't not see after you said it. Empanada <laughs> with a nub, I think, is perfect. I want that like on a t-shirt. In fairness, uh Guy Fieri did announce this on Instagram. He said, You guys know I love baseball, hot dogs, and apple pie, but huge thanks to Chevrolet for asking me to bring the hashtag apple pie hot dog to life. So we have uh, Chevrolet to really blame for this uh, at the end of the day. And well, I'm not buying a car from them. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you buy a Chevy, you've contributed to the hor- horror that is an apple pie hot dog. If you had one, if you happen to be at the game and are listening to this show, first of all, interesting, uh, are you from Iowa? Tell us about that. But also, uh, let us know how it was. We'd love to hear more. Um, we're disturbed, Please. but Gabe and I have eaten some some wrong minded shit in our day, and um, not on this level, though. I yeah, I would love to hear <laughs> someone's thoughts, your honest thoughts. I don't want to hear like yeah, it was flavorful. No, like tell me how did you feel afterward? Are you okay? Are you a different <laughs> person? Um, the other, I, I love Guy Fieri, but one of the big tips I have with him is that he's a Raiders fan, and uh, there's no room for that negativity on this show. But that's, that's just me. That's 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 fair. I accept that. Uh, and with that, <sighs> on that happy note, we're going to keep sipping these sours and we're going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for joining us for round 86. We will be back next Thursday. And until then, hit us up. Let us know your thoughts, your feedback, positive or negative, but preferably positive, and we'll see you. Drink good beer. Love each other. Say something nice. See you later. Bye.